Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. Now let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program. Okay, it's time to visit Claudia and David Naughton, the two characters in this light-hearted soap opera known as Claudia. Well, you know, come to think of it, they could have called it David, but they chose Claudia, so who am I to change it? The series of 390 episodes ran for 18 months, starting on September 29, 1947. The unique thing about this series is that all the transcribed material has been preserved. The whole series. And that's amazing. This program depicted the joys and challenges faced by newlyweds. The topics that they included in the show was just about anything that can affect a married couple's lives. The show is said to be an excellent depiction of the typical American household during the late 1940s. Oh, and it comes with a mother-in-law. You're going to hear two back-to-back episodes on this track. First, from December 10th, 1947, comes The Joyous News. I'll let you think on that for a second, what that might be. Time's up. And the runner-up is from December, you guessed it, December 11th, 1947, entitled A Blank Canvas. So let's turn back the clock to the late 1940s, and I will leave it up to you to compare the then to the now. This is Heirloom Radio, and I thank you for listening. Your Coca-Cola bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia. No, he isn't home at this hour. Well, I just called on a chance he might have been home, Mama. Not unless he was sick. Well, it's a very important occasion in our lives. He might have been here. Aren't you forgetting that he knows nothing about this important occasion? If anything were wrong with him, I would know about it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with you. I didn't say there was anything wrong with me. Only if David were going to have a baby, I'd know about it. David were going to have a baby, the whole world would know about it. But I know what you mean, and David apparently is going to have a baby... Only he doesn't know it yet. That's David now, I'll bet you. Stay where you are. I'll answer it. You will not. You'd spill the beans right off. And this is something I want to tell him myself. I would not spill the beans, as you put it. Well, if you're not going to answer it... You're impossible. Darling! Oh, it's you, Bertha. Yeah. Hello, Mrs. Norton. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling fine. Fritz told me. Told you what? 
that you were not feeling well. Oh, that. I feel fine now. It's wonderful news. I'm so happy. I'm so happy, too. Why are you so happy? About the baby. Hello, Mrs. Brown. I bet you're happy, too. I don't get it. How could Fritz know? How could you know even Dr. Williams wasn't sure? He sent me to another doctor. I bet you 20 cents. What is this, a conspiracy? I feel a little dizzy. Mama knows, and Fritz knows, and Bertha knows. And the medical profession says, wait and see. Oh, doctors, about babies, they have to be told. Is it not so, Mrs. Brown? Well, it's nice to have them confirm your hunches. You were very smart, Mrs. Norton. The spring is such a nice time to have a baby. Very smart. Of course, any time is a nice time. But the spring, I like best. I feel very much left out of this. As if I were a time clock or something. Except for spring. Mr. Norton will be so glad. Is there anything I can do? Bertha, there is nothing the matter with me that time won't fix. Bertha, you give me a great sense of security, knowing that at least one wise head on a very capable set of shoulders will be around my daughter. The way you two talk, you think I wasn't old enough to have a baby. I think you are old enough. While I go now, if you need me, call me. <laughs> Good night, Thank Bertha. Thank you. She's a good woman. I don't know what we'd have done without Bertha and Fritz. Mama, what is all this nonsense about doctors? What nonsense? Dr. Williams brought me into the world and took care of me for 18 years. 19. All right, 19. Then when I'm going to have a baby, he suddenly doesn't know enough. Has to send me to Dr. Rowland. I think the business had suddenly got complicated in one generation. Well, Dr. Rowland is a specialist. But there's nothing so special about having babies. I mean, everybody does it. Well, he seems like a good man. A good man, good. <laughs> you know, there are two kinds of people in your world, Mama. Good, and then just people. And he's Julia's doctor. Has been for years. Then he can't be a baby specialist. Being Julia's doctor isn't any recommendation to me. Julia's never had a baby. <laughs> Julia isn't as lucky as you are. I am lucky, aren't I? Very. And very remarkable. There's one other thing I didn't like about Dr. Rowland. One other? Or what is it you don't like about him? Well, he wasn't as interested or as excited about me as Dr. Williams. Oh, well, perhaps the novelty has worn off for him. Mm. Now, uh, you're feeling perfectly all right, aren't you? Of course. Why? Because I'm going to run along. I'll stop and see you first thing in the morning. Aren't you going to stay for supper? Nice supper like I'm going to make? I have a home, and I have... Food in my own icebox. And I'm not going to stay for a nice supper like you're going to make. But at a time like this? Particularly at a time like this. You and David are entitled to be alone. I am not going to be a mother-in-law. You are not a mother-in-law. Except legally. And I'm not going to be one except legally. You sound like you just lived for the day you could unload me under somebody else's hands. Exactly. Mama. How'll I tell him? You won't have to. He'll take one look at your face and know. What's the matter with my face? Nothing. It just looks as if God had suddenly bent and kissed you. I'll tell David to be a good father to my grandchild. Wait a minute, Mama, will you? What? Say, don't mention to David anything about my fainting this morning. He'd only worry and... You're a nice girl. I'm glad I brought you into the world. I'm glad you did, too. Thanks, loads. You're very welcome. (laughs) 
Well, hello, Mama. You just arriving? I'm just leaving. Well, change your mind. My mind's firmly made up. I have decided not to be a mother-in-law. You two girls look like you've been up to something. I haven't been up to anything. Well, she... She wouldn't stay. Don't you even kiss me? You don't deserve it. Where were you all afternoon? I tried to telephone you from four o'clock on, but I... I was out. What'd you want? I gathered you were out. I don't know what I wanted. It wasn't very important, I guess, but when you didn't answer, I got worried. That was nice. It wasn't nice. Where were you? Guess. I know you went to the auction sale, but after that, where did you go? Say, what did the bookcase bring at the auction? I'm not even interested in the bookcase. Just what are you interested in at this point, may I ask? What makes you think I'm interested in anything? You didn't buy the bookcase back again, did you? I didn't. You have a funny look. Mama said you'd see it. What kind of a look? Very guilty. That's not the right answer. Come on, come on. Out with it. I can't come out with it. You have to guess. Is... Is Mama in on this, too? Mm, very indirectly. I knew I shouldn't have trusted you two out alone. Now, what have you bought this time? I haven't bought anything. It was a gift. Oh, oh a gift. You did go to the auction sale. No, this was a, a private party. A very nice man. Another white elephant, I suppose. Mm, not an elephant. You're getting close, though. A private party, a... Very nice man, not an elephant. Say, what is this, 20 questions? It shouldn't take 20. I don't feel like playing games. How much did you pay for it? I I got it on the installment plan. Payments to be made for as long as I live. All right. Where is it? Oh, it won't be delivered for ages. Now, look, darling, what is all this mysterious business? David... Can't you guess? Look, dear, I had an awfully long day. Now stop clowning. David, this scene is all wrong. I'm not clowning. Darling, there are tears in your eyes. What is it? Oh, David, because I'm so happy. I'm so happy I can hardly breathe. I'm probably being very obtuse. Look, darling, begin at the beginning. The very beginning? No, not at the very beginning, just at the beginning. The beginning was that I loved you and you loved me. Now can you guess? Darling. Yes. You're... You're fooling. I'm not. Well... Why didn't you tell me before? I didn't know before. You mean it all happened while I was downtown today? Yes. What happened? I was a little dizzy. I'm a little dizzy too, but that doesn't mean I'm going to become a mother. Darling, I went to see Dr. Williams this afternoon. And he said... He said he didn't know. Well, then maybe... He sent me to another doctor, Dr. Rowland. Julia's baby doctor. I didn't know Julia had a baby doctor. What did he say? He said, yes, it was true. Can't believe it. Are you all right? He said I was sound as a nut. I don't want any remarks about that either. It's an awful temptation, but... Oh, darling, you're the sweetest nut I ever knew. (laughs) This uh, 
Dr. What's his name? Is he a... Oh, uh... Is he a good doctor? Yes, Dr. Williams says he's the very best. I was afraid he was going to be awfully expensive, so I asked him to quote me a rate. To what? To quote me a rate. Mama was awfully embarrassed. Well, I should think she would be. Look, darling, with a, a baby, you just don't count the cost of things like doctors and whatnot. That's where you're wrong. With babies, it's just where you have to begin to count the costs. There'll probably be ever so many whatnots. Anyway, it pays to be businesslike. Yes. Oh, he didn't seem to mind. He said he wished more patients would be that direct. Yes. I could see that he kind of had Julia in the back of his mind, being my sister-in-law and everything. And, you know, that wouldn't have been fair. I mean, for us to pay the penalty for Julia and Hartley being rich, would it? I am waiting. Sooner or later, you will come to the point. So I mentioned that we'd be throwing a whole lot of business his way, what with all the children we'll be having. And... One at a time, please. I went into that, too. Into what? Into twins. It'll be the same price, $300. That's not much. You multiply that by six, and it's an awful lot. Oh, I forgot. Six is a big number. Say, this, this calls for a celebration. What would you like to do? Shall we, shall we go out someplace for dinner? Mm. Would you rather we stayed home? Just the two of us? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to telephone? I've got a call to make. Hello. Hello. Yes, it's I. I want you to listen to what I have to say. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, you sound so manly. Is that Kelly you're talking to? I am not talking to Kelly. I'm talking to your mother. Yes, yes, that's what I said, Mrs. Brown. A very large bone to pick. What are you, an unnatural mother? Your daughter is going to have a baby and you run gaily off without a thought in the world. A wolf wouldn't do a thing like that. No. <laughs> No, and a duck wouldn't either. You're awfully zoological about Mama. <laughs> so, you don't want to be a mother-in-law. Well, that's just too bad. This is one son-in-law who won't let you evade his responsibilities. No, I, I say Figaro to your lamb chop. I say throw it back in your icebox and come over here and have supper with us. What do you think we want with you? We're, we're going to spend the evening alone, the three of us. Goodbye and hurry along, Grandma. Well, I gave her a piece of my mind. Doesn't want to be a mother-in-law, doesn't she? I'll, I'll learn her. Darling. What? You know, our baby is going to have the sweetest, the most understanding, the kindest, the gentlest, the most wonderful father a baby ever had. I was smart to have picked him off. <laughs> This broadcast of Claudia was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney. When Dad and Brother want a breather in the course of the day's work, they stop at the familiar red cooler and have an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Then they work refreshed. Why don't you follow their example? Keep plenty of Coke on ice and stop during housework to open an ice-cold bottle. 
No reason why you shouldn't enjoy the pause that refreshes, too. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you, transcribed, with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir and remember. Whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause... The pause that refreshes. Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed, Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia. David, hmm? you awake yet? Yes, darling, what is it? David, I've been thinking about Hartley and Julia's dinner party tonight. Holy smokes, is there dinner tonight? Completely forgotten it. I have to be up in Connecticut today. It'll mean I'll be getting back late. You think they really approve of me? Oh, so-so. What do you care? You're married to me, not to them. Don't be silly. When you marry, you marry the whole family. Speaks the old married woman. Julia always looks as though she'd been licked by a cat. <laughs> David, would you like me if I were a little more soigné? That means smart and well-togged out. I know what it means, darling. Nothing doing, I... Like you just as you are. You wouldn't like it if sometimes I looked as if I'd been licked by a cat? You just try it and see what happens. <laughs> Any more conversation with me will have to be conducted in the shower. I'll be late getting up to Connecticut. David, you suppose they'll know? Know what? About the baby. 30 days has September, April, June, and... Uh, you mean the baby we're having next June? Yup. No, I don't think they'll know unless you tell them. Which, knowing you, is a positive certainty. David, do you know what? Yes, I know what. No, do you know what I forgot to tell you? Come to think of it, I don't think I do. What? Julia called yesterday morning. We have to dress for dinner. I don't know how I could have forgotten to tell you. I suppose the baby took up so much of your time you didn't get around to it. Mm. Babies are demanding, little devil. Just think of how much time it'll really take when it gets here. And think of how much time it's going to take before it gets here. What I'm thinking about this moment is the idea of getting dressed for dinner tonight. It gives me a swift pain in the neck. Why? She's having some important guests. 
Mr. Carrington from Chicago. Hartley mentioned him the other day. Will you tell me why people from Chicago, when they come to New York, want to dress for dinner? Or why people in New York feel they have to dress when they have people from Chicago dine with them? It's a vicious, barbaric circle. Do you know you're getting in the habit of talking in circles? I'm catching it from you. Julia says I should make a special effort to look nice and make an impression on him. Who? This Mr. Carrington that you're going to dress up to meet. Julia says it's important for you as an architect. I'll take Julia to... Now, look, the only person you're supposed to make an impression upon is me. And the only thing that is important to me as an architect is to be a good architect. I don't like mixing business and dinner parties. How soon will breakfast be ready? Just as soon as I get the coffee started and the eggs in. And the orange squeeze and the bread sliced and the cat fed. I'll go along. Now, you run along or I'll splatter shaving soap in your uh, eye. You know, when we had only one bathroom in the apartment downstairs, we got started earlier in the mornings. This second bath will come in handy when we have the baby, though. What are you doing today? Oh, nothing much. No more auctions? No. I'm going to wash my hair for tonight, do some shopping for the house with Mama. And take a long walk. Dr. Rowland said I should take a long walk every day with the baby. With the baby? Of course with him. I couldn't very well leave him behind, could I? Oh, and bake a custard. I don't like custard. Neither do I. Then why bake one? Get your practice on something we both like. Oh, it's not for us. It's for Bertha's sister. She sprained her knee. Bertha's been so good to us. Now, look, you cook custards for people who have temperatures or who can't take solid food. But you don't cook them for people with sprained knees. Why not? If she has a sprained knee, she can't cook a custard for herself? No. She couldn't marinate a herring, either. It's custard or nothing. I studied up on custards yesterday. (laughs) All right, darling. Custard it is. It's the gesture that counts. You're a nice girl, and I love you very much. David, now listen. Do you want your coffee and not be late for starting out? Or do you not want your coffee and be late? You know, I almost see what you mean. Two eggs. Add a cup of milk. Um, teaspoonful of vanilla, three of sugar, pour in bowl. Let's see. Dust with nutmeg and put in moderately hot oven. Oh, the idiots. Why didn't they start out with a moderately hot oven? I forgot all about turning on the stove. Matches, 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 matches. David doesn't stop stealing my matches. Oh, here they are looking right at me. I never knew it to fail. All right, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hello, Mama, you're earlier than I expected. How do you feel this morning? Were you dizzy? No, isn't that funny? Is it all right not to feel dizzy? Perfectly all right. I was never dizzy with you. Until after you were born. I'll be ready to leave with you in a few minutes. Don't I smell gas? Naturally you do. I just lit the oven. Does it always smell like that? You ought to have Fritz check it. I'll look at it. No, no, no. I will, Mama. 
for goodness sakes, I forgot to light it after all. Well, don't now, Claudia. Be careful. What should I be careful for? I do this every day of my life. your eyes. Can you see? Are your eyes all right? I think so. It's not something you have to think about, can you or can't you? My eyes sting, that's all. What happened? The oven exploded. You could have been burned to death, you little idiot. But, 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 but it never did that before. It was never full of gas before. I warned you not to light it. You don't think it hurt the baby, do you? <laughs> I'm sure it didn't. But I hope you get this sort of nonsense out of your system in the early months. I smell something burning. It isn't me, is it? No, you're not burning now. What are you looking at me so funny for? Uh, uh, <laughs> What's the matter? Why are you crying, Mama? I'm laughing. Laughing? You look so funny. Well, so would you look funny if you were as scared as I am. <laughs> Mama, what's that smell like a... Like a singed chicken. I, I think it's you. Claudia, can you stand a terrible shock? What is it? Oh, wait, I'm all full of soot and covered with custard. Oh, now I have to wash my hair this morning instead of this afternoon. I'm afraid you haven't got enough hair left to wash. What? Get out of my way. Let me look in that mirror. You better close your eyes when you look. You won't be able to stand it. Mama. <gasps> Mama, I'm ruined. So are your eyelashes. Mama, what am I going to do? I would suggest getting down on your knees and thanking the good Lord that you're alive and whole. But, but, but the party tonight and David seeing me like this, I'd almost rather be dead. You don't look any worse than the day you were born. After all, you didn't have any hair or eyebrows then. But David didn't want to marry me the day I was born. Well, don't be so tragic about it. This will be a good test of his love. And Julia's dinner party. Julia. Mama, that gives me an idea. Pierre and Antoine. Yes, Mrs. Van Merrill. Four o'clock. Yes, madame. Shampoo, set, manicure, and facial. Monsieur René will take care of the set, and Lucia will give you the facial. Goodbye, Mrs. Van Merrill. Mama. You realize I've never had a facial in my life. Well, I imagine that Mrs. Van Merrill has never had a custard pack and a complete singe in her life. Is there anything I can do for you, madame? Uh, yes, please. I want an appointment with Mr. Pierre. I'm afraid it will have to be Monsieur René. Mr. René, madame. Monsieur Pierre only takes care of special cases. But, but, but I'm a very special case. Uh, may I just see Mr. Pierre? It's very important. He's very busy. But uh, may I have your name? Norton. Mrs. David Norton. No relation to Mrs. Hartley Norton? Why, yes, I'm her sister-in-law. Oh, Mrs. Norton. Well, that's different. If you wait a moment, I'll call Monsieur Pierre. Just the mention of Julia's name and I inherit the beauty shop. Now you see what I'm up against for tonight. Well, don't expect a miracle, although this place looks expensive enough for a miracle. Look, here he comes. Isn't he a funny-looking little man? Almost as funny as you are with no hair. Ah, bonjour, bonjour. Good day, Madame Norton. For years I have taken care of your sister-in-law, Madame Hartley Norton. Such a charming, charming woman. Uh, I, I'm having dinner with my sister-in-law tonight. Do you think you could make me presentable? I would not say that you are not presentable, Madame. You had better let her turn around into the light where you can see her before you make such a rash statement. There. La, 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 la. 
The stove blew up. La, la, la. Please stop saying la, 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 la. Is it too bad for you to do anything about... Say something. La, 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 la. Too bad? It is perfect. It could not be more perfect. C'est magnifique. C'est merveilleux. I, I don't understand. But you have everything in your favor. But everything. No eyebrows, no eyelashes, no hair in front. And that is good? Oh, madame misunderstands. It is that this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Madame is like a blank canvas to a painter, like a lump of wet clay to a sculptor. This is making me feel better every minute. First I'm a singed chicken, now a lump of wet clay. Madame still does not understand. Most women... And come to me saying, my eyebrows, my hairline, my eyelashes, make them all better. I would have to be their mother to make them better. Whereas with my daughter, you start at the beginning. Exactement. With her, we start from the beginning. Voila, madame, now the face. Relax completely while I apply the cream. The eyes tight closed. Do not wrinkle the brow. C'est magnifique. <laughs> you will not know yourself. I have been waiting for exactly two hours and ten minutes. I'm very sorry, madame. Oh, here's your daughter now. Where? Coming right toward you. Claudia, I'd never recognize you. What on earth are those whisk brooms on your eyes? I false eyelashes. And what's that frizz on your forehead? I false curls. Good heavens, what are those long red soda spoons on your hands? I false nails. Isn't there anything about you that's real at this point? Oh, Mama, this is terrible. Claudia, what on earth is the matter? I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to sneeze. Well, for heaven's sake, sneeze. At least that's natural. But I'll fall all in pieces. Madame, your daughter is divine. A dream, a vision of delight, n'est-ce pas? She may be a vision of delight to you, but I don't know what her husband is going to say to this get-up. Mr. Norton? He will adore it, I'm sure. You don't know Mr. Norton. This broadcast of Claudia was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney. If the lady with the sharp elbows edges into your place at the counter, don't let shopping annoy you. Just step over to that familiar red cooler and have a refreshing, frosty, delicious Coca-Cola. You'll go on your way refreshed. Come to think of it, why not go to the refrigerator and get yourself an ice-cold Coke this very minute? Treat yourself, lady, to the pause that refreshes. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you, transcribed, with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir. And remember, whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause... The pause that refreshes. <laughs> <laughs>